This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one of a kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to pokernight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Extra Time podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network, looking ahead to the upcoming UEFA Europa League semi-finals. We've got two cracking games to come, and I've got two fantastic handicappers alongside me uh, to try and make sense of them. Uh, perfect uh, casting here today, uh, because Daniele is alongside us. We've got two Italian teams involved in the semi-finals of this competition as well. Daniele, how are you, first of all? How's it going? All good, thanks, excited. It's a big week for Italian football, we must say. Obviously, we got the, the Milan derby, these two semifinals, Fiorentina playing in the Conference League as well against Basel. So we're looking really at three uh, finals potentially with Italian sides in it. And this is a you know competition that can give uh, some joy to Roma and Juventus. Uh, uh, difficult season for different reasons for uh, both sides, but definitely they come into these ties as the favourites, uh, they both have a home, a home leg now in the first leg, and they obviously they'll try to, to rack up a nice win to make things a little bit more uncomfortable and then set up a historic date in uh, Budapest. That would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, RJ is also alongside us. RJ, welcome back uh, to the show, mate. How's it going your end? Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, doing very well. Uh, the sun is shining out here in the US. It's finally the weather's breaking, so... Uh, what better than uh, some nice sunny weather, some Champions League and some Europa, Europa League football? So, I mean, I'm in great shape here. <laughs> We've had a bit of a running joke, RJ, on this show, haven't we, over the course of the season about how the Europa League is viewed uh, in the United States. Has it improved in terms of its reputation? Uh, it's tough to say because, uh, like I said, the, some of the conversations I have, some people, that, that you know, a lot of my friends that, that know football uh, or soccer, as we call it here, know the, the, the top teams. But it, and in general, um, I'm trying to work on that, uh, Harry, right? I'm trying to spread the uh, the exposure, talk a little bit about teams, highlight stadiums, um, maybe some good places to eat around there. I don't know. Just to try to get people's attention because uh, Europa League isn't as, as popular, uh, you know, as, as, as you would probably think around here. But I think it, it is gaining culture, uh, gaining traction and the football culture in the U.S. is growing. Um, you know, we have Ted Lasso that we watch. Now everybody's into into watching uh, in the Premier League at the very least. So it's getting better. Although, can I just say that, that I watch Ted Lasso as well. I think it's fantastic, but it yeah. is nothing like what goes on in the Premier League. Um, it is, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, crazy. It's brilliant. It's great <laughs> entertainment. Um, it is good. I'll give it that for sure. Um, but yeah, great. Um, I have to say as well, the Europa League, and, and Daniele will agree with me, is not always been viewed with the respect it probably deserves in Europe as well. I think in recent years, it's got better. 
because they introduced the conference league. And I think sometimes we do hammer UEFA for getting things wrong, but we should praise them for getting things right. And I think the introduction of the conference league has raised the level of the Europa League as a default, because obviously there are less teams. And some of the teams that compete in the conference league the first year, then they go into the Europa League, look at, for example, at Roma, with a better pedigree, with better experience. And of course, I think they do raise the level as well. It will be a process. I think it takes probably a couple of years more to get it established and once again. But I think uh, they got it right and we're going to see much more entertaining games from now on. Yeah, just to add, sorry, Harry, I don't mean to interrupt, but, you know, okay. in order for them to to gain that popularity and gain the visibility, right, it all comes down to the networks, right? It's a big, who, who what network are these, are these matches airing on? Like Premier League in the United States is NBC, right? It's a common typical network that everybody has but when you look at europa league it's on the cbs sports network which sometimes is a unique channel that sometimes people with regular cable do not have right so i think it's all going to come down to to money and spending money on the right um the broadcast network so the exposure is a little bit more vast than than what it is now at least here in the united states yeah, definitely. Totally agree. I mean, uh, accessibility is everything, isn't it? In terms sure. of getting a competition out there uh, for people. I know that, you know, for example, I know we're digressing a little bit here, but for example, the Serie A, which I'm a massive fan of up until this season, uh, had been on Premier Sports, which isn't a channel that people have in the UK, generally speaking. Now it's mm. on BT Sport. The interest has, has really improved. So, yeah, totally agree. Exactly. There. Um, Daniele, let's start with you, my friend. Um, Italian team, Roma. Managed by Jose Mourinho, uh, they face Bayer Leverkusen. Talk to us a little bit about this first leg. Roma comes into this uh, leg uh, plagued by injuries. So it's not the best time of the season for them for such an important game. And they had to negotiate with injuries of the likes of Dybala, Tammy Abram, Bellotti, Wijnaldum, Smalling, Ibagn, uh, Kumbulla, Llorente. So really they were depleted. They had to deploy uh, Cristante in centre-backs against Inter. And you need to feel for Mourinho because really in the last two games against Monza and against Inter, I don't think they could have done more. The, what they did, they got a point. They put a little bit of a fight against Inter, a few good say from Onana, but in the end, they were in the uh, losing end. And, you know, they couldn't really uh, do more. It is difficult. Roma hasn't got a deep squad. Credit for Mourinho for using some young players through the season. But when you are without the big guns, it's going to be difficult. For this one, probably Dybala and Temi Abram and Bellotti is going to go back, maybe Wijnaldum from the, from the second half, but there are still a few absentees. Mourinho, you feel the direction of travel of him and Roma is going to go in opposite direction completely. Um, he's done great. He has restored pride in the team. He has won a trophy last season. Let's see what happened this season. But I feel he feels the club is not won't be able to strengthen the team as much as he would like to in order for him to compete for Champions League positions and win a major trophy in Italy. But despite that, and despite him being a bit more nervous recently, which doesn't bode well before this game, Roma have become a bit of a knockout specialist, really. Only lost one of the last 25 European home matches. Last season won the Conference League. A home they've been great. So far this season, 8-1 on aggregate against Salzburg, Real Sociedad and Feyenoord. And two seasons ago, lost in the semi-final with Manchester United. Managed, they were managed still by uh, Paolo uh, Fonseca. So, despite Roma 
everyone at the beginning of the season with the acquisition of Dybala thought they were going to become more spectacular. Uh, they want to score plenty of goals. Well, it's completely the opposite. They only scored 45 goals in the league, which is the worst tally since 93-94. But they also conceded many less goals. They become a bit like a rock, a little bit... Uh, if you like like a porcupine, if you touch them, it really stings. Very difficult to get into it. But at the same time, they can nick a goal and win. I think last time I made a count, in the last two years, they won around 18 games, either 1-0 or 2-0. So they are the masters of the tight margins, really. Four winless games for them, though, for Roma. So this is a crucial one. And they play a young side, Leverkusen, managed by Xabi Alonso. So it's a little bit like the master has and his, uh, and his student, no? Mourinho, Xavi Alonso. Yeah, yeah the, the apprentice. They were really getting on very well when he was, a, when he was at Real Madrid. Young side by Bayern Leverkusen, who Alonso turned around, uh, took him over when they were six from bottom in, in, a, in, the, in the Bundesliga. They crashed out of the Champions League, but they did well in the Europa League. Now they're much better. Probably they're not going to go to the Champions League next season unless they win the, the, the Europa League, but they can still go to the Europa League via the Bundesliga. A good game against Union saint gilles I watched it. They looked better, but never really looked far superior. They conceded a few chances to Union saint gilois They are unbeaten in eight games from, away from home, uh, and they lost at the weekend, but that was the first defeat in 14 games. They were only scoreless in four games in 2023. So it's going to be a difficult one for Roma, but I think in this case, is experience is important, and Mourinho's side are more experienced than Bayer Leverkusen's side. I got a feeling they're going to do another Mourinho job here, and they're going to go for a Roma win, which in itself will pay really well, I think. It's minus 107, something like that, but, you know, he's really close to doubling his stake. But to squeeze a little bit more value, Roma win in under 4.5 goals. Come on, when are Roma going to win 4-1 or 5-0 at home this season? Not in this lifetime, probably. Plus 128. Roma win if you do believe Roma is going to win, and just add the under 4.5 goals to squeeze the value, plus 128. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at this when you sent this pick over. I can't believe how much the price improves when you put the under 4.5 goals bit in it, which means to me that there's, there's Roma is very there. solid. It's very difficult yeah. to score against. Uh, and uh, this by Leverkusen, of course, have got goal scorers, the likes of Diaby, the likes of Wirtz, who's probably one of the best under 20 in Europe, maybe the world, uh, Josek Frimpong, one of the best uh, wing backs in Europe at the moment. But it's a very young side, and I think there's a bit of a level going from beating Union Saint Gilois to going to the Olympico. The Olympico factor. Ask Leicester, ask Bodo Glimt, ask Salzburg. They were swept away. Roma, the Olympico are very tough to beat, and they are no, I mean, it's difficult that they score many goals. So it's difficult it's going to end 3-2, for example. 3-1 for Roma. You still win. Yeah. No, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Um, RJ, I noticed that you, you didn't pick anything on this one. Was there any particular factor that put you off of coming up with a play here? Yeah, I, I think it's just simply the fact of... Uh, I think Roma's inconsistency a little bit lately over the last few matches. Um, to be fair, I... I I, I respect and, and know um, Daniele, his uh, Italian side uh, covered, and he's very, very thorough about his research and knows the Italian side. I, to be truthful with you, which is, which, is, which is why we do this, right? We all have differing opinions. I do like uh, Bayer Leverkusen draw no bet at plus 150, uh, plus 155. 
I, I think here's, here's the reasoning is because of the, the strength that Bayer Leverkusen has shown on the road over the last, you know, I think they've, as you said, they've lost once, which was, which was recent um, yeah. on the road, but uh, they're playing very strong. Um, I expect, I don't expect a whole lot in the way of goals here uh, either, but uh, you know, I would, I kind of do like Bayer Leverkusen uh, draw no bet at plus one fifty five. Not a bet, not an official wager, but just more of a thought. Yeah, again, the price sounds appealing. I can understand uh, why you'd sort of lean towards that as well. Um, there yeah. is a, there is a stat here that probably could back up what uh, what RJ has said. In the last thirteen games in Serie A, the Roma has conceded. They never won. They really find it hard to score a lot of goals. They find it hard to turn games around. So it is the case if they concede the first goal, unlikely they'll win it to one. So yeah, a first goal from Bay- from Bayer Leverkusen could well lead to to a win for the away side. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, let's take it on then to the other semi final again. Italian representation in Juventus, uh, they face uh, Sevilla, um, who have traditionally been kings of this competition. And even during a really bad domestic season, they've managed to find their way to the semi-finals again, dumping Manchester United out uh, in the last round. I'll start with you on this one, RJ. Um, you've got a very straightforward pick here. And, and I think this one makes a lot of sense. Talk to me about it. Yeah, so again, um, as I stated in the in the last show, I'll state in this show, right, once we get to these deep rounds where it's just a few teams left, uh, typically you get teams in great form. They're, they don't concede a lot of goals. Um, they typically win one, two nil type matches. And that's what we see here. However, again, just looking at a pure statistic, uh, statistical approach, I went with uh, Juventus versus Sevilla. Draw at halftime at plus 112. I'll have to double check that line um, on, on Bet Rivers. Maybe, Harry, you, if you wouldn't mind an assist there just to verify that line. But, uh, yeah, basically it's, again, a, a pure statistical uh, approach here. So 60% or 58% of the matches uh, combined between Juventus and Sevilla have ended in a draw at halftime, right? So, it was the strongest statistical uh, approach that I found here. I like the under. That wasn't really a feasible number. Um, Sevilla on the road typically are brutal, but as of late, they've 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 improved. Um, so, uh, you know, again, first leg against two sides with a similar uh, pedigree, I guess you call it, just a similar. Um, approach Juventus is a very defensive minded side although they, their games have opened up a, a little bit recently I can't expect much in the way of goals at uh by halftime I I I look at a nil nil match uh you know looking at the last few at home Juventus again Napoli nil nil at half against Sporting um nil nil against Inter nil nil against Verona nil nil right so and then Sevilla, on the other hand, uh, Athletic Club in, in, in La Liga, nil-nil. Valencia, nil-nil. And Cadez. So, I don't know. It just favors draw at halftime here. And, and it's the, the safest bet and, and a bet that I like at plus 112. Yep, I can understand why you Man. like that. I certainly can. Um, Daniele, what have you gone for on this one? Again, um, our Italian expert here. Um, draw at halftime, I think, certainly appeals but you've gone for something a little bit different, but you've stuck to the theme 
um, that you've kind of followed when it comes to the Italian sides in the latter stages of these knockout competitions? Yeah, something along these lines. I'm going for 1x, so either a Juventus or a draw, or Juventus win or a draw, and under 2.5 goals combined together pays minus 113. Italian side have been really resilient in these knockout games. They haven't conceded many goals across the three competition, and we are coming to the probably the stingiest of the Italian side, which is Max Allegri Juventus. 21st win at the weekend of the season against Atalanta, 21st win of to nil without conceding in typical Juventus fashion scored in the second half then 10 men behind the ball Atalanta hit the post twice so there is a little bit of degree of luck and they hit them in the counter uh, with Blaovic the problem with Juventus is that uh, you don't really know what kind of style of play they have after two years with Max Allegri you don't even know what kind of formation they have was this best starting 11 actually they change formation in every single game since the last start of the last campaign that's seven 72 formation in 72 games. So everything's going on at Juventus. Of course, there is the judiciary things. Uh, there is the deduction point and not deduction point. But the style of play and the way they tend to impose themselves in games is very hard to find. They don't have a way, a pattern of play. They tend to just wait and exploit the, the other opposition, the team's deficiencies. The only praise I can give to Allegri at the moment is that he has managed to keep the ship afloat despite everything going on outside the pitch and is giving young players a lot of chances. Suale, Miret, Ealing, etc. Now they come against a Sevilla side since they changed the manager, third manager of the season, by the way, Mendy Liber, five games unbeaten away. They are a little bit more rested because they played on Thursday and didn't play at the weekend, but they don't really make a lot of rotations because don't have a deep squad. Look, let's see, because away from home, under San Pauli, they were dreadful and they suffer in Turkey, they suffer in Holland this season. Last season, I still remember that game they lost against West Ham in the Conference League. But now they are back to the basics. That's what Mendy Libar tried to do. Keep the things simple, really, not overcomplicate them. They are very resilient as well. By the way, when we talk about European royalty, Juventus has not won a European title since 1996. In that space of time, Sevilla have only won seven. Um, for me, I, by the way, one, they won one title in this very stadium in 2014, one of the many Europa Leagues they won because they got like 55 now. Uh, one X for me, <laughs> only six. One X and under 2.5 goals, minus under 30. Brilliant stuff. I think that uh, that is a great play as well. Let's just um, quickly summarise those plays then. So in the clash between Roma and Bayer Leverkusen, Daniele has gone uh, for Roma to win and under four and a half goals in that one. That's a plus 128. Really, really good value by the looks of it. In the game between Juventus and Sevilla, RJ has gone for the draw at halftime. Uh, that's at plus 112. And Daniele has gone for Juventus to win or draw, plus under two and a half goals at minus 113. Um, so some really, really good, strong selections there, um, I would say. But these guys are the experts, not me. So listen to them. Don't listen to me. I'm just here to ask the questions. Um, Daniele, thank you very much. RJ, thank you very much. Uh, good to see you both again. And uh, don't forget that if you want to get those plays on those games, are taking place on Thursday. So you've got a little bit longer on those ones uh, than on the Champions League ones, but it depends when you're listening to it. So make sure you get them on nice and quick. Follow us at Because We Win. Subscribe to the Bet Rivers uh, Extra Time podcast on whichever platform uh, it is that you like to consume it from. And we will see you all soon with more. Until next time, goodbye. See you later. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.